welcome to the Upsiders podcast, where we unpack what it takes to become an influencer. Not a bikini-clad, selfie-taking Instagrammer, but an influencer in the true sense of the word. Someone who's an expert in their chosen field, a leader in business, someone who's built a trusted community and inspires others to take action. My name's Victoria Jones, and I'm founder of leading influencer marketing agency, The Upsiders. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge needed to take your own business to the next level, build your brand and fast track your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they kickstarted their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. I'm really excited today to be interviewing Kay Wilson, an energy coach and healer who is influential in empowering people to find their truth. In my experience working with business owners, it makes a huge difference when founders are connected to their higher purpose and doing something they're truly passionate about. At the Upsiders six-week Influencer Accelerator course, we delve deep into how to find your why and run a business you feel truly passionate about. I believe this ensures long-term sustainable growth. Kay takes this one step further and helps people create a work and home life they love through her coaching and energy programs. So welcome, Kay. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, uh, I know a big theme of your work is love. Yes. And um, your website is kaywilsonlove.love. Kaywilson.love. Yeah, it's a really nice um, message, I think, in today's world. What made you decide to focus on love as a big theme of your work um it's an interesting one actually because when I was deciding on my url I um obviously considered the usual kwilson.com um, and then love came up and I was actually more interested ironically by my own reaction to that um which at first I think was a bit sort of um intimidated by the concept of putting kwilson.love because I felt that people might think it was a dating site or <laughs> um, or it was a bit too out there with love and and then um, on reflection I realized well that's what I'm all about and um, and it's about overcoming exactly that kind of prejudice um, towards the concept of love because it seems it, it often is attached to a sense of vulnerability or weakness um and yeah my whole kind of perspective and take on on love and um and and self-love more specifically is why it's so empowering and it's actually where your true strength really lies um and I think that's often overlooked so often um so yeah it actually became the natural choice for my URL (laughs) after a little bit of reflection (laughs) yeah and why why so important to be doing something you love or people to be you know, we work where we're doing yes. this interview. Their big slogan is do what you love. Yeah. And I definitely think um, doing something you're passionate about has a knock on effect. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so important to? Um, it's interesting when I decided myself to follow what it was that was my heart's desire, if you like, <clears throat> working with energy and people's wellness. I am um, the first question. I can't remember who it was, unfortunately, that asked it, but I heard it and it said, what would you do for free? And that really hit home for me because it actually really helped me narrow down what it was that I wanted to do. Because I think if you're naturally inclined to be an entrepreneur, you're generally 
one of those and if you're not kind of born with a specific gift like some people know what they want to be from the age of three or something but if you're one of those people that has a desperate desire to work for yourself you can be often someone that's quite talented in a variety of things and so narrowing it down can be really tricky because you're like well I could do that I'm sure I could make a business out of it but when you ask yourself what you would do for free I think that's when you access that call for passion because it's only if it really really aligns with your heart's desires that you're going to bounce out of bed on any given day and literally offer that service for free and I would do my job for free. I do do my job for free in certain aspects and, and it doesn't bring me anything but complete fulfillment. Um, and, and I think you're, in your introduction, you, you cover that brilliantly because sustainability is only really possible, in my opinion, if you're really aligning what you're doing with your heart's desire. Yeah, and I think that's a good question to ask. What, yeah, what would you do yeah, for free? What would you do if you didn't have to work and then, yeah. and then try and turn that into a business? Did you find, when did you decide, okay, I'm going to do something I really love or what, when was that moment? Because you used to work in the I was corporate in corporate work. for a decade, yeah. Um, I think I always had a, a kind of undertone desire to go and do something on my own, but confidence, if I'm, at the time I probably didn't realise that's what it was, I probably put it down to a thousand other things that probably seemed much better justification for it. But I got to a point where um, it became blindingly obvious to me that I actually couldn't carry on doing what I was doing just simply because I was so miserable. <laughs> and what were you doing specifically? What was it? Um, I was actually, at that point of time, I was acting as a CMO for a financial technology company. Right. Um, and so high powered, high paid job, I expect. It was, it was, yeah, it was a good position to be in. And, um, and had I had that opportunity a few years prior to that point in my life, I would have bitten it off. Like I would have absolutely relished every moment of it, but it came at a time where inside things were shifting energetically for me and I know that now in retrospect at the time I was just stressed overwhelmed unhappy and not sure what I was doing um and it, it, it was it actually was a case of I just can't carry on doing what I'm doing and I still didn't actually know what it was that I wanted to go and do okay. so um so that was the catalyst it was like I just can't do yeah. do this anymore I mm. don't know because I think lots of people especially lots of people listening they're stuck in corporate jobs they don't like or they're in a job they're not happy about but they have this little passion project and mm. some people know they want to run that as a business but some people just have no idea they just like you felt didn't just didn't want to keep doing what they're doing absolutely and then when did you just take the leap of faith without knowing where you were going or um no <laughs> typically with my life <laughs> there was a um, a kind of soulful experience which helped me um, get some clarity because um, I obviously didn't know about courses that you're about to start running which would have been perfect for me at the time but um, I actually remember telling a friend of mine over lunch one day like I just I'm unhappy I don't know what I'm doing I really feel like there's more in the world for me than just this position in life um, and she actually suggested that I go and have my Akashic record read um what's that for people um, that don't know what so your akashic record is basically um your library if you like so from an energy perspective it works in a very similar way to kind of 
Buddhism, I suppose, if you like, as in you have multiple lives. Um, and essentially you have a library of previous lives which hold years of experience and talent and skills that you have yet to tap into in this one. And it also holds the reason that you decided to come down into this life. So she turned around to me and suggested that I go and get this read. And I thought, well, you know, if I knew the reason that I decided to incarnate, then, and I used that <laughs> as a basis for a career, then I surely, you know, I'll be fulfilled on every level. Um, Were you a bit skeptical? Because I know some people listening would be thinking, oh, this is way too woo woo and. Completely. I totally understand that. And um, was I skeptical? To be honest, I was desperate. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't space for skepticism. <laughs> so, <laughs> Try anything. Yeah. Because um, I haven't. Yeah, because there was also the point that I had actually tried a few different career paths as well. So it wasn't a matter of, oh, well, I've only ever been in one thing. Maybe I should look around. The practicality of things, I'd, I'd run its course. So in terms of options, I was desperate enough to go and check this out because I didn't know what else to do at the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, she gave me details for this lady and I basically, it was on Skype actually. And then I had this three hour conversation with this woman and she was actually very insightful. And it wasn't so much what she told me about my future. It was more about how she explained why I got to where I was. And that to me was really impressive in a way in that she clearly had an understanding of who I was as a person, like what had driven me. More than I had, to be fair. Yeah. Sometimes um, it takes someone from the outside to make you realise. Absolutely. Because you tell yourself these stories that completely, completely, are totally not true. Or just... yeah. And she related it to past life experiences. Oh, this happened, which is why you were driven to do that. And I was quite blown away by the whole thing. Um. Anyway, long story short, she basically turned around at the end of it, and she said, "Um, well, you have a natural talent for." looking at complex issues, turning them around and making them into a strategy. You'd be really, really good at um, marketing consultancy. And of course, my heart just dropped through the floor. <laughs> I was like, surely that can't be the reason I decided to incarnate. Um, and she said, that's what you're good at, but it's not what you're here to do. She said, your mission here is to help people express their love. And, and I thought, how am I going to make that into a business? <laughs> uh, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? It does sound amazing, but it didn't sound very practical. Um, but fortunately her next words were, you have a talent with energy healing. Um, and she said, have you ever considered Reiki? And she mentioned a few things to me from my past growing up because I had quite alternative parents, which I had lived in denial of up until this point. Um, how were they alternative? Well, they were both homeopaths. I never had antibiotics till I went to university and someone suggested a paracetamol. It would just, I wasn't brought up with any of that. Um, psychosomatic uh, reasons for illness were the norm in my family so that whole connection with my energy and, and my body was very very strong yeah my, from a very young age yeah uh, and my mum actually used to take me to hospitals when she treated people in hospital um because she also t- uh, practiced touch for health very early on which is now known as kinesiology and yeah. she would get me to hold her homeopathic patient's hand and she would pressure test me to see what that patient needed if they had brain damage or they couldn't communicate and I would be the the energy conduit if you like for them 
So I was using that manner for many times. Um, And because my mum intuitively knew that energetically I was very aligned. Um, And there were a whole host of other things that happened growing up that it suddenly fell into place when she said energy healing is your thing. And I just thought, oh, that really did resonate for me. Yeah. Um, What absolutely terrified me was the thought of becoming a hippie. Um, (laughs) And obviously, you know, a serious change to my identity which is very city girl I like going out on the weekends I got drunk I did drugs I did all of it you know and that was my life and to have all of this thrown at me was a massive conflict of interest at that point in time because it did it just feel like you, you were going to embark on this sort of hippie existence being an energy healer and because yeah cause these... so I'd lose all my friends all self-respect or <laughs> you know um, my husband would disown me <laughs> yeah. um, what did he say when you said to him this is my calling now um, what I'm going to try doing well what I did was I actually tempered it with I'm going to go and do a yoga course <laughs> so, more socially acceptable exactly. isn't it yoga and I do actually feel that's a big thing for most people that yoga is often the entry point for spirituality on a bigger level um simply because people don't know what the options are um which is why I'm running these events that we'll talk about but um yeah so I basically kind of paced the whole thing with I'm going to go to India and do a yoga course and train as a yoga teacher because I feel like it might lean itself towards where I want to go in life and I'm not quite sure where that is but I'm just I need some time out to make to figure this out um that's a good way to say it I think no I one can argue say it half as well at the time because <laughs> <laughs> I think lots of people are scared when they you know with their passion I'm sure lots of partners, the first thing that comes to mind is money. How are we going to, you know, 100%. how are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to pay the bills? And I think that's such an important conversation that people yeah. need to have mm. once they embark on this new career and journey. Completely. And that, that was, and my husband also works for himself as well. So in terms of a steady salary, that was, that was quite point. a challenge to start with. <clears throat> so, um, Anyway, he very kind, fortunately, I had obviously been in a well-paid job and saved up some money. Um, So that took me to India and it gave me a few months grace um, to start teaching yoga. Um, But what I actually did in India, I trained in Reiki before I left. Now, I don't know, obviously, the listeners who've done Reiki experience or trained in it. But Reiki, you can train, you can become a Reiki master in a week, really. You can go and do the course. Anyone can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in order to actually communicate with someone's energetic body, it takes time and it takes intuition and it takes spiritual, uh, energetic, sorry. I don't like to get the two confused because they often are. It takes energetic connection. And I, my personal belief is you're only as good as your own connection with yourself. So you can't do the Reiki course and then just go, oh, I'm a Reiki healer and that's it. Yeah. Um, it's about time and practice and, and getting to know yourself, actually. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so... So you went on that journey of self-discovery yourself. Yeah. Well, I went actually and um, persuaded everyone on my yoga course to be my Reiki dummy. <laughs> so spent a month in yeah, India. Practice, I think practice is a good thing. Oh, you know, 100%. when people do have an idea or say mm. they decide they want to become a coach. Yeah. Go and start practicing on some friends and, and trying, yeah, yeah trying or to. Or closet yourself off on a course with people that can't say no. Which is <laughs> yeah. um, 
And did you get good results initially? Was it Uh, obviously quite initially? No. And when I did the Reiki course, I was heart like not broken, but I was very sort of crestfallen. That's the word. Um, because I was expecting thunder and lightning. I haven't been told I had all these magical powers. And then I did my course, and it was very stayed, and I didn't feel particularly much at all. And um, and it was actually only in India when I started doing it on the girls that it was about I don't know third fourth time. And uh, and I was doing what I had been taught, and it's very it's quite prescriptive. Put your hands in certain positions. Anyway, and this girl, I suddenly had this impulse to do something slightly different, and I just held my hands above her and I started to tune into her energy properly. And it actually was a practice that I had used as a child when I used I had had a series of angel cards as a kid. Yeah, and I used to put my hand over them and ask the angels to guide my hand. What I was actually doing was tuning into my energy. And that came back to me in this moment. And I just suddenly my Reiki shifted and I actually tapped into what I've now developed into a much bigger practice. And you saw results from that then? That was that. Yes, yeah, straight time. away. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really important point too, because, you know, never going to get it right straight up. I know when I first started my business, I was like, okay, I really want to work with these bloggers and really help them to make money doing what they love. And it wasn't, you know, the first few I approached said, no, why do we want to work with you? And, you know, you're a next journalist. What do you know about blogging? And, and you just got to keep persevering. And I think that's a really important point, isn't it? That, 100%. you know, if you've get given up after the first person that you're like, oh, it didn't quite work. And that's still the case today. I'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's my approach to it actually is to be playful. Yeah. Because then you don't put so much pressure on yourself. Because I spent so long at the beginning, oh, God, why isn't that working? Why aren't they flinching? Or what's this? And you're constantly analysing your client. And so self-critical, you're so in your we? head. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then it just got to a point where it became more about what I was feeling and in my intuition. And that's actually whether you're doing Reiki or whether you're, I don't know, working with disabled people or whether you're in a really corporate setting, you know, if you're talking to somebody, if you're pitching a sales pitch, you want to do it intuitively because people connect with authenticity 100% yeah. of the time. And as soon as I let myself off the hook a bit by saying all I do every day is explore what I practice, then it's not, I'm not an expert. I don't, I'm not a massive fan of the word expert because to me that means I've learned everything. Yeah, it and gets God a bit forbid. overused these days, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, God forbid I should not be able to carry on learning because I'm only going to carry on benefiting myself and everyone I come into contact with if every day I'm learning more. So I'll try one, I try different things on clients all the time. And it's like, and I learn something new all the time and I get better, at, hopefully, at what I'm doing. Yeah, so, um, and being playful, I think that's a really good word um, to use because mm. it's with that approach to business, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to try it and see yeah. how it goes and I can always tweak it and evolve. And I think people starting their own business have this idea of, okay, this is how it has to be. I didn't know I thought, okay, I have to run a big agency with at least 20 people. And mm. and now I think, no, I don't want that. I'd yeah. prefer to be um, having a bigger impact on um, individuals and yeah, yeah rather than having this huge yeah. agency where I'm managing a lot of people and I think getting that idea of just try and see how it goes and mm. and it will evolve like most businesses evolve and change don't they it's never Absolutely. never turns out and that's what makes them good it's the ones that adapt yeah especially in today's world when digital it's just 
There's so much constantly demand changing. For yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to be um, able to adapt quickly mm. and move quickly. I think. And you look at it was actually looking at kids that made me think of it because you watch kids running around and they're constantly trying to break things or throw things or you know well, what does this do and how many different ways can I make it do what I need it to? They are constantly exploring. And it's like, if you apply that to your current day-to-day, not only does it work for you in terms of discovering more skills, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and God forbid we should have fun every day. <laughs> yeah. Because I think people are scared of failure, really. That's um, a big thing that comes up a lot is people, mm. you know, what if it's, what if people don't like my product or service or what if it, you know, it doesn't turn out how I want. What would you say to people when they have these sabotaging thoughts, self-sabotaging thoughts? Um, I, my opinion of self-sabotaging or limiting belief, a belief is very, very simply a thought that you have had over and over and over again. That is all a self-limiting belief is. And isn't that wonderful? Because that means you can change. Yeah. So when someone's saying that over and over, oh, I don't think I can do this or I'm not good enough. We were talking earlier about the imposter syndrome, which is a big thing in Australia at the moment. And I suffer from it for myself sometimes and I'm sure everyone does in some Mm. way, but it's... When I was CMO, that was massive, massive. I remember it. It was awful because I did not... My validation, as is often the case, came from everybody around me. Yeah. And it did not come from me. And that's the core of imposter syndrome from my perspective. It is if your sense of wellness, well-being is dependent on the approval of someone or people around you, then you are going to constantly be in a state of unease because you have no control over enabling yourself to feel good just for living and breathing. Yeah, it's such a good point. And I know, I don't know if you've heard of Gary B. He's um, a big sort of social media um, star, but he he has some really good messages. And one of them is he doesn't try to let compliments or mm. negativity affect him. So, you know, lots of people now on social media, they're how many likes, how many, you know, they're looking for that praise, but he he tries not to be affected. People yeah. shouldn't be influenced in particular. Don't Obviously, you want to grow your community, but you don't want to be tied to how many likes did that get? How? Because no. then you're constantly looking for self-validation. Yeah. And it's always, it's always, and it's that constant dilemma between the journey and the destination. If you're growing your Instagram account, do it with experiences that you genuinely love. Do it with moments that you genuinely felt about because people pick up on that energetically and they're going to resonate with it. And then you're going to have this audience that aren't there for the sake of it. They're there because they really, really back you and believe in you and resonate with you. Whereas if you're doing it just to get the likes, then it's not driven from an authentic place, in my opinion. Yeah, and you won't last. And I think, and it's the journey of creating something like that. Then you're creating something really beautiful and you're having this wonderful experience while you do it, as opposed to, oh, how do I get the most out of my likes? Then you're just sort of, doing it for the sake of it as opposed to aligning it with what you really feel passionate for. Yeah, and putting out content, I think I always say to you, make sure the content 
you know you're putting out is entertaining or engaging or informative in some way and for yourself first because yeah, if you're interested your, everyone else will be <laughs> yeah that's very true doing something I know Nagi who's Australia's top food blogger she you know she said before she used to do things because she thought oh people want that or mm. and then she thought actually well what do I love and it's simple home cooking yeah and she's just says she just stays true to that and, yeah beautiful and I think it's yeah, that one. Yeah, the yeah. One, just. I mean, now she has eight million users a Wowza. month, so so Come it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, sticking, sharing something you're super passionate about mm. and sticking to that. So I think it can be quite overwhelming these days. With should I be on Facebook or Instagram or um, should I do a podcast or shall I, you know, be on YouTube? How have you chosen to share your message to the wider community? Um, to be honest, I'm probably not the stereotypical. <laughs> so I do it from a manifesting perspective yeah, <laughs> so, that's good to know can you tell us um, how you do that yeah I, I and I go from the perspective of well what would be fun and I genuinely do and I feel that so whatever is coming up for me in the moment is what's going to work for me so the the corporate workshops that came to me as an idea of well I used to work in corporate and some of my clients a lot of my clients come and see me because they're really overwhelmed and stressed. How can I take what I do to them when they're at work? Wouldn't it be fun to be able to walk into an office and talk to them about love? Yeah, especially in disguise a... as a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm sure some corporates would go, what? no, we don't want to talk about love. Oh we, my want, goodness, we want to make profits. Yeah. And... yeah, and that's... So how do you talk to them in their language? Yes. What, how do you position it? Um, how do I position yeah. it? Oh, um, well, I mean, very honestly, because if you've got a workshop, uh, sorry, a workforce that are realigned with what drives them, what inspires them, as opposed to motivates them, then they are working from a heartfelt, passionate place. You're not going to get a better workforce than that. It's all about empowerment. Everything I do is about empowerment. I'm going to come in, talk to your staff and empower them. I'm going to remind them how capable and how brilliant they truly are. That's yeah. what I do, but in a very, in a more business-minded way. Yeah. But essentially, yeah, developing leadership programs that focus on looking at your teams and seeing the reflection that they are um, of yourself. Everyone around you in your circle, whether you have a team of people or whether you're just working from home and you've got your husband and your kids and your best friends, etc. the close circle of people that are around you frequently are the ones that reflect back the energy that you're emitting out. So if you want to know where you are at any given point, check out where your close circle is at and it will reflect back at you where you're at. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm mm. even thinking myself now, okay, where, who, who have I been hanging out with recently and who... That's exactly it. And when you're I'm going into, if I go in to run a leadership program and I'm talking to leaders and they're like, oh, I'm really struggling with my team. Well, where are you struggling? And what is that saying about where you are at personally? Because your team will only ever take your lead. So what's the energy that you're putting out? And then it's creating practical exercises that resonate with them from their kind of work perspective. I don't go into corporates and do all energy, airy, fairy stuff. I try and make it as practical and as tangible as possible for them. So there's a lot of note taking and there's like improvisation and scripting, but it's all about using the power of your words, which fundamentally sits with your energy and really getting them to work from a very different, expanded, empowered perspective. Yeah. 
And how can people do that at home as well? Like, um, I know that you said to me as well, you, you should wake up in the morning and say, you know, I'm a business leader, I'm powerful, I'm powered. And I started doing it and good. there's my husband good. laughing at me as I'm speaking yeah, to good, myself good in the him. mirror. Have a laugh. <laughs> so, well, I mean, very simple. that's the power of your words. So one of the first thing, things I do is, is encourage my clients or people in workshops to um, basically think about what story they're telling. You know, what is the story you're putting out into the universe? Because every single word that you say emits energy. And that energy is the energy that you then go on to experience in your daily, daily life. So if you're going out and people are saying, how are you? And you're rattling off a list of dramatic, challenging situations. That's exactly what you're going to walk into. But if you turn around and say, I'm, going to, I'm having a great day. Look at the weather. It's wonderful. It may not even be sunny. It might be windy and atmospheric, as I put it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but whatever it is, every time we have challenges that pop up in life, they're right there to help us grow. Yeah. So when you see it like that, you never have a bad day. You have a day packed with growth. Yeah. I think that's a really important point because it's hard running a business. And I think you can have days where you do feel a little bit down and nothing's seems to be working and, and I think you have to look at those times in business where it's tough and cash flow is hard and as, okay, it makes you question everything, doesn't it? It makes you start to question, okay, well, what can I change here? And It's just, and that's really actually where the connection with yourself comes into play, especially when it's financial, <clears throat> which can be really challenging for a lot of people. And I know this from my own experience to start with, um, because when you're feeling financially compromised, it can be very undermining on your energy and your ability to pull yourself out of it. Um, so then it's about taking yourself away from the reality that constantly reminds you that you're not feeling as wealthy as you would like. And by that, I mean, if you sit at the same place at home, for example, working every day, take yourself outside work in a cafe or work around people where there's an energy that gives you a sensation of thriving yeah go for a walk on the beach gratitude i know people bang on about gratitude but the reason that it's important is because it up, it uplifts your energy when you're saying thank you for something you're feeling a sense of relief a sense of peace which is the opposite to the feelings you're experiencing when you're challenged financially yeah. And what you're doing in that process is you're shifting your energy from a sense of lack to a sense of abundance. And that can be a really powerful process. So when at the beginning, when I started noticing that I was feeling really challenged in that way, that's when my desire to find fun became really strong. I would often take myself off for the day and do things which actually helped me feel good. So I would go and meet with friends. I would network, do coffee things, and I would go for walks, and I would do lots of energy practice on myself. But lots of self-nurture is really important when you're feeling challenged energetically and financially because it just helps you change the energy back into a space of abundance, which means that you then attract situations that will bring you new work, new clients, new business, which is exactly what happens. And you, so you've had a natural experience where oh, gotcha. you shifted that and then what, you suddenly got a call and people... Completely. Happens all the time. All the time. So now yeah. it's just a run of feeling 
at peace or whatever, like feeling good. And then things just are dropping in. And then I'll have moments where something uber duper amazing will happen. And then something drops in. It's amazing. Once you start working, once you become aware, it's not when you start working with your energy, because you're working with your energy all the time. Once you become aware of where your energy is going, then you start to see what you're manifesting very clearly. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I think that's a good point about yeah, business and I know I've had times where I thought, okay, really need to get some brand partnerships going for these influencers and there's not, work seems to be drying up and um, I've gone, okay, well, what do I need to do here? And you go out and start hustling. And and I think once you start that process of just doing, shifting one thing, like shifting not feeling energy. sorry for yourself yeah. and actually going, okay. Empowering Well, yourself. I'm going to go and present to this agency and we'll see what happens. And even though they might not say yes, then you're right, it does come, business comes in other forms or it's like you, I remember dating and, um, you know, being on Tinder thinking I really don't want to be on Tinder and meet someone on Tinder. But just as soon as I started being on Tinder and putting it out that I wanted to meet someone, suddenly in bars people would come up to me or I would meet people at parties. Yeah, because your energy had shifted. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's amazing. It's a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dating too or love, maybe you do run like a dating yeah, I do a lot of work with um, <clears throat> people who are looking for love and, and also have intimacy issues. Yeah. But it's, it fundamentally all comes down to what your relationship is with yourself. And I know that's really off-putting for a lot of people because it seems so impossible to change that. And yet it really isn't. It's just a step-by-step process. And it's just tangible things that you can really wrap your head around and, and start to shift your daily experience with can make big changes yeah and you i mean you do some things that really help people so you, people come and see you for a workshop like you do the sound healing and yeah so I some... basically um my uh father got diagnosed with leukemia in the uk and i went back to see him and um i desperately wanted to send him off to a place where he could go and try lots of different kinds of healing um to see if anything resonated for him because he was going into hospital but to my mind, there's so much more out there in the world, not just Reiki or energy healing, but heaps of acupuncture, naturopaths, you name it. And his experience with that was non-existent. So I really just wanted him to have exposure to practitioners in an environment where he didn't feel like he was going to become part of a cult or, you know, sort of join <laughs> yeah. some sort of community. So <clears throat> um, I looked around, couldn't find anything. And then I realized that, of course, I can't. There's nothing like this in Australia. So um I came back to Sydney and started running these events called Circle of One events. Um, And at the moment, they're just in Bondi and Manly. Um, But the goal is to get them, get invite people who are interested in starting their own business, potentially that want to start running spiritually based events um, to start running events that offer people a space they can come into. And it's just an hour and it's $20 an hour. And a practitioner comes in and tells you, what they do, they give you a demonstration and you can walk away feeling, oh, that really resonated or mm, that was nice, but it's not for me. But either way, you've got more awareness. You're more empowered. You're more educated. You know what's out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's basically the reason that I started running these regular events just to, yeah, help people explore different modalities and, uh, and see what works for them. Yeah, and I think just trying, you know, people that maybe haven't tried anything 
spiritual before and mm. you know they're very focused on their business is quite a good way to just dip your toe in and um, completely especially if you're about. trying to shift your energy which is what we were talking about earlier if you're feeling like you're a bit blocked or a bit stuck going and trying something new is can be really empowering because it gets you out of that kind of stagnant sense of entrapment if you like which is literally just your energy contracting yeah and it's when you start to feel small and a bit of a victim and and when you're like that, what I firstly suggest is that you stand up and shake every part of your body. Okay. <laughs> or so have a dance around the I won't ask you room. to demonstrate now. No, no. Literally stand up and just shake every part of your body. Because all you do in that, I, I defy anybody to do that for a good couple of minutes and then tell me that they don't feel lighter or better. <laughs> yeah. um, and the reason is, is because you get, you're kind of kickstarting your flow, if you like. And you're just breaking yourself out of that sense of, control and contraction and you're just expanding yourself again but um yeah anything where you're pushing your boundaries expanding your boundaries trying something new you're inevitably going to meet new people so it's just it confronts a lot of what can be self-limiting behaviors um and it's it's really good for transferring and shifting your energy yeah okay yeah that's a good little tip people can do Mm. at home isn't it just to to make that shift yeah absolutely and it's fun. It's yeah. Important. And people, when they're stressed, I know, um, you know, people feeling stressed in business. Mm. Is that a good, would you say, come back to self-care when you're feeling total 100%. overwhelmed? You can never do self-care enough. Never. And, I, and by that, I don't mean go and get your nails done every week. I mean, what is the voice inside your head telling you? If the moment you wake up, there's a voice that starts and it goes all day till the moment you go to sleep. And if that voice is saying to you, well done, good job, or, okay, that wasn't quite how I'd expected it to turn out, but I'm sure I'm going to get it better next time. And I know I can do this because I've done this before in a different way, but I can do it again. And I am capable. I'm just going to give it some time and wait for the courage to come. And, okay, I don't feel like doing that right now. That's okay. I'm just going to wait until I am, and I'm going to hold space for myself in the meantime. If it's saying any of those things, if it's saying those things to you, all day, every day, it is backing you, supporting you, it's being your biggest fan. There is literally nothing that can get in your way. Yeah, it's just being kinder to yourself. That is what real it? self-care is. Yeah. And if it's doing the opposite, it's going to have the opposite effect. Yeah. Yeah, you see it all the time, and I think it, everyone, why do we do it? That's one, I think you know, everyone does awareness. it. It's just becoming aware of what that voice is saying. Yeah, and I think lots of people aren't aware of it, or they're, you know, they're, they're listening to it too much, that negativity and that. Um, yeah, people get caught up in their heads a lot, which is why they like walking in nature so much because they start feeling again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely getting out and having a walk, especially along the beach. We're lucky in Sydney, we yeah. can do that a yeah, lot. exactly. Oh, thanks, Kay. It's been um, so interesting talking to you. My and I pleasure. think I hope um, lots of listeners will take something away from this. And, Good, I hope so. Um, yeah, learn a bit more about spiritual practice or even just, shake it off when um yeah things go yeah (laughs) things go wrong um i'm just going to ask you final five questions we always do a fun little final five with everyone we interview uh so just whatever comes to your head Mm -hmm. first i know you're like you're you're good at this (laughs) okay number one biggest challenge or hurdle that you've overcome um attachment to my client's outcome Number two, daily habit that helps you stay motivated. Power of my w- words. 
Number three, advice to your younger self. Be patient. Number four, good habit or skill to develop in business. Self-love. And number five, finish this sentence, an influencer is dot, dot, dot. Someone who inspires from an authentic place. Perfect. Well, very succinct answers. We've never had someone be so, obviously, because you're so connected um, to yourself, it works. Usually there's lots of ums and ers. So, yeah, thank you. That was great, Kay. My pleasure. Lovely to chat to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. (laughs)